Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. Almost this podcast land, Frank. We're now at number 73. So we're 73 episodes throwing an action back episode playthrough. NBA playoff race coming down to the wire with only 10 games left. The regular season, Final Four set. So much going on that will be Tyreek Hill straight over to the Miami Dolphins. We're definitely going to discuss that. So much more. Stay tuned for Squared Sports Land, Frank. Episode 73. Let's hop into it. Let's start for episode 73, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. The Boston Celtics, okay, they reclaim the one seed. They claim the one seed in the East. Now they're back to the four seed, but they had the one seed at point, I mean, like two days ago. I mean, Boston Celtics have had one of the best turnarounds in a while in the NBA history. They started the season not doing so well. They went 19-21. There was an 11 seed at one point. Then they shot all the way to the number one seed. Now they're back to the four seed, one game out of the one seed. Miami Heat currently at the one seed right now. But this is, I mean, this Eastern Conference is going to be stacked. I'm saying the Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be better than the Western Conference playoffs. That's how the bracket will be on the Western side, in my opinion. I mean, it's just going to be action-backed. Nets are going to be the 18. They could definitely pull off an upseed against a one-seed uh, heat. That'd be wild to see right there. But Boston Celtics did get the one-seed for a little bit. I mean, Boston Celtics, what turnaround they've had. Emo Duka should be candidate for Coach of the Year. Jason Tatum should be candidate for MVP. They definitely can play together, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Whoever made that statement, whoever had that debate, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't play together. Trade one of them. That's one of the worst debates in NBA history. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tim have both had amazing seasons. I mean, they're great together. I know Jalen Brown's fighting injury right now, but Celtics doing really, really, really well right now. Now, another player is also doing really well right now. Paul George Arabe. Paul George finally back for the LA Clippers. And this LA Clippers team could be dangerous. They're playing the Jazz tonight. This team could get on fire, but they're already doing well with Reggie Jackson. They're doing with Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum, Amir Coffey, Luke Kennard. I mean, this isn't the most stacked team, but they're in playoff position with basically a bench type of roster. They don't have Paul George. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. They have role players, rotation players in their playoff position. Now you add Mix, and now you mix in a star, all-star, like Paul George with that position. Whew, this Clippers team is going to be good. Maybe they can even make it out of the play-in. It'd be wild to see right there. But Clippers and Paul George back right now. Tyron Lue, I mean, he's got to be happy. Tyron Lue should maybe even be a candidate for coach of the year. Tyron Lue. All those talks back when he was in Cleveland, he's nothing without LeBron James. Nothing without LeBron James. Nothing without LeBron James. Now he's with the LA Clippers, and he's done a great job. Tyron Lue deserves his respect. Tyron Lue, one of the best coaches in the NBA. Paul George back right now for the LA Clippers. Let's move to the NFL. We had a blockbuster deal. Maybe the biggest move of the offseason, you could say. Probably the most shocking move of the offseason. Because Russell Wilson deal, yeah, you knew it was coming. You knew he was going to get traded this offseason. You just didn't know that day. Same with the Sean Watson deal. You knew he was going to get traded. Aaron Rodgers, okay, he's going back to Green Bay. But this... Nobody can predict Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins. I see on my phone, Tyreek Hill traded to the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Imagine him going to the Jets. That would be a bit of shame right there for the New York Jets to get Tyreek Hill. I think the New York Jets should probably still get a wide receiver. Maybe in the draft, Garrett Wilson, Drake London. I think that might be the better off for them than giving up a huge haul for wide receiver, star wide receiver. But Tyreek Hill, wow, that's what I want to see right there. You know, it's kind of the Chiefs' fault. If they paid him for the Vontae Adams deal, oh, he's back to Chiefs next year. He's back as the Chiefs next year, the year after that, the year after that, the year after that, whatever it might be. But no. They decide, let's wait to pay him a little bit more. Now, Devontae Adams gets a huge deal, becomes the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. Tyreek Hill says, I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL. Pay me the most money. Chiefs now the salary cap for that. Chiefs, Brett Veach made a rare mistake right there. Andy Reid, probably upset to see his main target, I mean, for his, one of the best players on his offense, Tyreek Hill go away. We're going to talk about the effect it's going to have on Patrick Mahomes upcoming seasons, whatever it might be. Tyreek Hill, trade to the Miami Dolphins. So, what effect does this have on Tua Tungvaluwa? Leave your answer in the comments section. Let's move over to the MLB, where we have a bit of news. MLB opening day is just one week around the corner. By April 7th, it's going to be opening day, and I cannot wait. We're going to do our MLB special next week. We're going to do top 
five bold predictions. We're going to make award uh, picks, World Series picks, everything like that. But in MLB, it's going to be an action-packed season. Jacob DeGrom announces the opening day star for the New York Mets. And it's a rarity for Max Scherzer not being the opening day star. He's not an ace. You can say the Mets have three aces in their rotation right now. They have Chris Bassett, who was an ace with athletics last season. They have Jacob DeGrom, who's the best pitcher in baseball. They have Max Scherzer, who's arguably the best pitcher in baseball. It's wild to see right there. But Jacob DeGrom will start opening day for the New York Mets. This could be a great New York Mets team. They could start the season with five straight wins because of this pitching rotation. It's wild there. But you got Tywin Walker, Chris Bassett, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, you missing our picture in there. I mean, this is going to be a great team this year, in my opinion. My New York Mets. Starring Jacob DeGrom on opening day. It's a bit of news right there. Now, Albert Pujols started by back in St. Louis. What effect does this have? I mean, this is great to see right here. It's, he's going to probably retire as a St. Louis Cardinal now. Great to see right there. But a lot of stuff going on. Spring training. We're going to do our I Will Be Special next week. That's about for that lens this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, my favorite of the week this week was... Carolina, North Carolina Duke, Final Four. This is going to be amazing. The first time in these programs history playing in the Final Four, they're going to get a third match, which they usually do most seasons, at least in the ACC tournament they play, and then they play twice in the regular season. But Coach K gets redemption out of play. That's all that matters right now. This is It couldn't have been scripted better. It could not have been scripted better. Maybe a championship game, but... Now, this is amazing, everybody. I don't think many people picked North Carolina to make the Final Four. I picked them to lose in the Sweet 16 against UCLA. They won that game. Brady Maggs is one of the best players in college basketball. Rondo Baycott's one of the best players in college basketball. Mark Williams on Duke is one of the best rebounders in college basketball in the past five years, whatever you want. They, I mean, Mount Paolo Boncaro could be the number one pick. This is just going to be such a fun matchup right here. This is the best thing I saw last week, having a Duke-North Carolina Final Four. It's going to be one of the most exciting Final Four games, uh, maybe of all time, you could say. This is going to be such a fun game to watch, just because the emotion, the rivalry, everything like that. That's going to be awesome to see you this game. Stay tuned for the Duke-North Carolina Final Four game on Saturday. That's the best thing I saw this week. Having a Duke-North Carolina Final Four game. I don't even know the outcome of the game yet because the game's on Saturday and we're filming this. And the episode's coming out on Thursday. But this is just, I mean, this is going to be awesome to see right here. A Duke-North Carolina Final Four game. Duke-North Carolina NCAA tournament game. It's going to be the last match. New Hubert Smith in his first season as North Carolina coach. Coach Kane his last season as Duke coach. It's great to see right here. That's the best thing I saw this week. A Duke-North Carolina Final Four. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now we have top five, everybody. This week's top five season's coming to a close. So what does that mean? MVP time. The top five MVP cancer right now. Let's hop into it. I want to give one honorable mention. So the sixth best MVP candidate right now, in my opinion, is Devin Booker. I want to put Devin Booker on this list so bad. I really want to put him on this list, Devin Booker. But I just can't. I can't put him over Joel Embiid. I can't put him over Luka Doncic, who has literally had, you could say, virtually no help this year. I mean, he's got Spencer Dinwiddie, but he lost Kristaps Porzingis, which was a whole thing going on this season. And Luka's been great since the All-Star break. I got Luka at number five. Devin Booker, I wish I could squeeze him in there. I can't, though. It's Devin Booker, sixth best MVP candidate right now. But like I just said, Luka Doncic, number five. Luka Doncic dealt with a lot this season. Luka Doncic, fifth best player in the NBA this season. Fifth best MVP candidate. Luka Doncic, number four. Joel Embiid, you could say. Whoa, 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 whoa. Joel Embiid all the way at four? I got Joel Embiid at one on my list. I got Joel Embiid on two on my list. I don't. I really don't. And I don't care if you're about your opinion saying Joel Embiid should be higher. He shouldn't, in my opinion. Joel Embiid should not be higher on this list. He shoots around 20 free throws a game, and he's got some of the most help in the NBA. He's got Tobias Harris, James Harden. This is one of the best teams in the NBA. Joel Embiid's had a great season. The best season of his career. No debate about but I was higher on Joel Embiid earlier in the year. Now I'm not. Joel Embiid, fourth best MVP candidate right now. Joel Embiid. Number three, Jason Tatum. Tatum, a lot of people were dying earlier in the year, but Jason Tatum has come alive. The 
kid. I mean, just Jason Tam, great player in my opinion, one of the best scorers in the NBA, averaging 28 points per game right now. Jason Tam, number three. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo, but Giannis, great player, but he's on a great team right now. Drew Holiday doesn't have as much help. I mean, has more help than Jokic does. He's still Giannis Antetokounmpo, great player in my opinion. Should Maybe should have won MVP last year, won the championship last year, or he has two MVPs to his name. But I don't think he gets a third of the season. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo finishes second runner-up for MVP season. And I got number one, Nikola Jokic, but has been without Jamal Murray every game this season, every single game. He's playing with the lineup of Fikundo Campazzo, Will Barton, Jeff Green. This is not a great lap with, uh, this is not a great rotation going with Nikola Jokic right now. Nikola Jokic, one of the best young players in the NBA. He's going to win his second MVP this year. And I know a lot of people are going to say, Nikola Jokic, back-to-back MVPs, he doesn't deserve that. But you think about it, he really does. Nikola Jokic won MVP last year, rightfully so. And is going to win MVP again this year, in my opinion, as he should. Nikola Jokic, one of the best players in the NBA, has been the best player in the NBA this season, in my opinion. Nikola Jokic should win MVP this season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's my top five MVP cans for this season, my top five players in the NBA season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for that this week. So now, for my spotlight for this week's episode, it is the overtime rule change. Because back after that Chiefs-Bills game, I said overtime rules need to be wiped, they need to be changed, they need to be this, and they need to be that. But my rule was, don't change regular season post-overtime rules. Enough times happen that doesn't need to be impacted. The regular season overtime rule changes. Only the postseason, or only the postseason, both teams get a chance again the ball. And now, that rule has been changed to where only in the postseason both teams get the ball. So like I said, rule change. Only in the postseason, NFL changes to only in the postseason, which is a great rule. Both teams get the ball in the postseason, in overtime, not in the regular season, only in postseason, as I call it. Leave your thoughts on this overtime rule change. It's definitely interesting, in my opinion. It's going to change the complexion of some games. I mean, you'd say, oh, Mahomes' first season as a starter, if he had this rule change, he would have made the Super Bowl over Brady and his Patriots. Oh, if Josh Allen had this rule change this year, Mahomes wouldn't have made it to the conference championship. The Bills would have won the Super Bowl this year over the Rams. You'd say anything like that. It's a great rule change, in my opinion. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about from my spotlight this week. Now, did you know, this week's Did You Know, it's going. Did you know the longest opening day wing streak in MLB history has been the Detroit Tigers? Eight games, won eight years straight on opening day. So 2009, 2017, I think the Cincinnati Reds had 1983, 1991. So both these teams, the longest opening day winning streak over years has been the Detroit Tigers and Cincinnati Reds. Did you know that? Leave down in the comment section. That's about for Did You Know this week. So for this segment, I want to take a look ahead to what Kansas City Chiefs dynasty. Maybe dynasty's over. What it might look like without Tyreek Hill. Let's break down that Tyreek Hill trade. What it might be for Patrick Williams. I don't think the division, I don't think they're shooting for this division anymore. I really don't. That division is sacked. You got Russell Wilson in that division. You got Justin Herbert in the Chargers in that division. You got Devontae Adams in the Raiders in that division. I'm saying the Raiders might even win this division. I'm saying right here, right now, the Las Vegas Raiders will win the AFC West next season. You can bookmark it. Las Vegas Raiders win the AFC West next season. But... For Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this is colossal for him. Travis Kelsey, people don't think about it. He's the same age as Rob Gronkowski. People always say, oh, Rob Gronkowski's retiring this season. No, he's retiring next season, this and that. Rob Gronkowski's not going to be playing in two years. He isn't. Travis Kelsey might not be playing in two years. That's a lot for Patrick Mahomes to deal with, okay? Patrick Mahomes is without Travis Kelsey is if he is without Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes entering his prime if he's not in already. Wild stuff going on with Patrick Mahomes right now. And the Kansas City Chiefs. You could have gone more out of first-round pick. Like people say, Tyreek Hill is the Steph Curry of the NFL. If the Warriors trade Steph Curry, they would get more than the first round pick. They would. 
That's what I'm trying to say right here. Tyreek Hill trade is a terrible one for the Chiefs and is a steal Miami Dolphins. It is the perfect move by Chris Greer, Miami Dolphins. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be great for Tua. It's going to be good for Jalen Waddle. It's going to be good for Mike McDaniel. This is going to be good for this offense. They got Raheem Mostert in free agency. I see his team. I see 9, 10 wins out of this team next year. Maybe he's in the playoff win. Maybe the playoff secure. I mean, that'd be wild to see right there. But this, I mean, this deal for the Chiefs, this means a lot for them. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's my thoughts on the Tyreek Hill Chiefs trade. It's that time of year, everybody. It is the Final Four. Let's go on College Hoops Madness. College Hoops Madness. Final Four edition. Final Four set. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova. Rematch for 2018 matchup where Villanova dominated Kansas in the Final Four. That team was with Devontae Graham. Colin Gillespie was on that Villanova team. Surprisingly, Jalen Brunson was on that Villanova team. Dante DiVincenzo. That Kansas team at Udoc. That was a bouquet. That was a good team also. But they're playing again in the Final Four. But before we pick... Final Four. Let's rank the top five players in the Final Four. Let's all bet to it. I got the number one player in the Final Four right now being Paolo Boncaro. Paolo Boncaro, one of the best players in the country. The best player in the Final Four. Might be the number one overall draft pick this year in the NBA. I mean, he could be starting the NBA in my opinion. Paolo Boncaro, the best player of this tournament so far. And Paolo Boncaro, number one player in the Final Four. Number two, Ochai Agbaji of Kansas, one of the best guards. Will be a good guard in the draft. Probably will go, you could say, lottery, maybe uh, late first round. Ochai Agbaji, a good player in my opinion. Ochai Agbaji, second best player in college basketball behind Paul Boncaro, and second best player in the Final Four. Number three, Colin Gillespie, everybody. Guard out of Villanova. You see Colin Gillespie. I mean, this is the toughest player in college basketball. He's the most experienced player in college basketball. He's the toughest player in college basketball. Has NCAA tournament experience. Went to, won a national championship in 2018 as a freshman with that Villanova Wildcats team. Villanova hasn't seen that much NCAA tournament success since then. But this is a good Villanova team, in my opinion. I got Villanova and Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie, third best player in the NCAA tournament. Number uh, number four, Armando Baycott. By Armando Baycott, really, really good player for North Carolina. One of the best rebounders in the country. He and Marco Williams, two of the best rebounders in the country, in my opinion. Armando Baycott, a force on defensive end, forcing the offensive end. I mean, won that game for them against Baylor. Great player, Mondo Baycott is my opinion. Number four, Mondo Baycott. And number five, I got another North Carolina Tar Heel. Brady Mack can knock down the three. You see, I mean, Brady Mack, start, I mean, he, I think he might even be one of the most experienced players in college basketball, was on the Trey Young Oklahoma team. Yes, you were there, right? The 2017 Trey Young Oklahoma team. So same year as Colin Gillespie. Brady Mack, fifth best player in the Final Four right now. Brady Mack out of North Carolina. Has improved shooting so much this year. Hubert Smith has done a great job with him. This is what Carolina staff said. When Hubert Smith got here, he said, let's go find a sharpshooter. Let's go find a player out of the transport. And they found Brady Mack. And that's the reason why they're in the Final Four. Developing Armando Baycott, developing Brady Mack. That's why they're, they're in the Final Four right now. And that's why they're playing Duke in the Final Four. So let's pick that game. Duke, North Carolina in the Final Four. It's going to be a back and forth game in my opinion. But I get the Duke Blue Devils winning 84 79 over North Carolina Tar Heels. I don't think North Carolina leads once in this game. I think it's still going to be a close game the whole way, but I think Duke has to lead the whole entire game. I think they end up winning by five. I got Duke winning by five. No upset this time for the Tar Heels. No Tar Heel going to the National Championship. I got Duke going to the National Championship where they will play Kansas, in my opinion. Kansas, my National Championship pick going in to the tournament. So I'm going to put them in my National Championship right now over Villanova. I got Kansas into the National Championship. Now, Duke kids, do I stick with my original national championship pick or do I go with Coach K? Do I make it the best? I mean, if Coach K wins the national championship in his last season on Duke, that makes for the best documentary story, that makes for the best script, that makes for all that. Do I pick Duke? I'm picking Duke here, but I'm not going with my Kansas pick as a national championship pick. I was thinking about taking Kansas, but I can't. I can't. I'm Duke, great team. Paolo Bocchero, great player. Mark Williams, great player. This is a great Duke team, in my opinion. Duke wins the national championship this year. My 2021 
2022 National Championship pick is the Duke Blue Devils, everybody. That's part of Call Troops Madness for this season. Stay tuned for the rest of episode number 73. So more coming. So, do I take the Blue Devils of Durham or do I take Kansas Jayhawks? I'm taking Duke Carey by Duke. Wins the National Championship this year. This is going to make for one of the greatest stories of all time. Coach K wins the National Championship in his last season at Duke. Last season as a coach ever. This is going to be amazing to see right here. This will be a documentary one day. It will be like the last dance. Wow, this is going to be amazing to see right here when Duke wins the National Championship. My pen. I'm not going with my pre-tournament peg in Kansas. Now, I'd love to see Kansas win because that could be great for all my backets. I'm going like that. But no, I'm taking Duke. This would be great to see right here. I got Duke winning the 2021-2022 National Championship. That's going to be great to see right there. Stay tuned. More to come on episode number 73. So let's do something we haven't done in a while on the show. Let's do this or that. This or that MLB edition. So we're going to be comparing two MLB players. I'm going to pick who I like more, who I think is the better player. Let's hop into it. Let's start with the fire one. Shohei Otani, Shotan, or Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be out three months at the start of the season because he has a $330 million contract and he broke his wrist in a motorcycle accident. But I'm not going to say anything about that. Shohei Otani, Shotan. Maybe the best player in the MLB. Shohei Otani, I'm taking him over Fernando Tatis Jr. Any day of the week. Maybe my favorite player in the MLB behind Jacob DeGrom. Shohei Otani beats out Fernando Tatis, my opinion. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, two great NL East outfielders, two of the best outfielders in the game right now. Am I, am I going to pick Juan Soto or am I going to pick Ronald Acuna Jr.? Ronald Acuna Jr. coming off a torn ACL. Juan Soto may be the, one of the best disciplined hairs of all time. Juan Soto one of the best, could be one of the best hairs of all time when it's all said and done. So I got Juan Soto going over, beating Ronald Acuna Jr. I got Juan Soto as a better player than Ronald Acuna Jr. If I had to start a franchise right now, I'm taking Juan Soto over Ronald Acuna Jr. Both great players, though. Don't get me wrong on that. Trevor Story, Corey Seager. Corey Seager signed with the Texas Rangers this offseason. Trevor Story signed over with the Boston Red Sox. I got Corey Seager taking this one, though. That's going to be a stack. Text Rangers team next season. I mean, they had a terrible year this year, but they're going to have a great year next year. They got Mark Simeon. They got some good pitching back. I mean, this is going to be a good team. Corey Seager mixed in there. This is going to be a good team. I don't think this is going to be a 100 win team. I think this can maybe be a 90, 95 win team. I wouldn't be shocked if they had 86 wins and they make the playoffs, but this can be a good team, in my opinion. I got Corey Seager over Trevor Story very, very close to the battle of the free agent shortstops who signed with new teams this offseason. Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer. So I'm dividing two teammates up here. It's tough to do, but I'm going Jacob DeGrom. If he was fully healthy last year, he probably would have had the greatest pitching season of all time. Max Scherzer had a good year last year, not his best. He put up 2-3 ERA, but I think Max Scherzer bounces back this year, has a good year, but I still got Jacob DeGrom as a better player over Max Scherzer by a little bit. So happy to see this as a New York Mets fan. Now, the last one we're going to do right here. The two best players in MLB right now, based off last season, in my opinion, I'm not putting Mike Trout here. I'm not going to put Mike Trout right here. I'm going Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Shohei Otani. Don't get me wrong. I love Shohei Otani. Showtime. Everything like that. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr. slimmed down a little bit this offseason. Maybe should have won MVP last season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to have one of the best hitting seasons of all time. MLB history this season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to hit over 50 home runs this year. He's going to win MVP. You can bookmark me on that. You can go back to this episode, episode number 73, when the MLB season's over and done. And the MVP's announced. But I got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as the best player in MLB this season. And I got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. taking the crown over Shohei Otani for this or that. That's about for this or that this week. Stay tuned. Still more to come.
Now at the buzzer, but this week's at the buzzer is a fiery one. What does the 49ers do with Jimmy Roppo? What do the 49ers do with Trey Lance? So John Lynch, listen up right here. Kel Shannon, listen up right here. You guys have made a major mistake not trading Jimmy Garoppolo yet. Now, if I'm Carolina Panthers, I'm panicking trying to find a quarterback right now. If I'm John Lynch, I'm taking advantage of that. I'm saying, hey, Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you want a solidified quarterback for next season? I'm going to give Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm doing all I can to trick Jimmy Garoppolo for the NFL draft because I want a second-round pick, I want a first-round pick, I want all that because if this doesn't go well with Trey Lance, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan may just be fine. They sold the farm. I said the farm. I, said, I mean, they sold everything for Trey Lance. They gave up three first-round picks. They gave up everything just to take Trey Lance to number three when they could have taken Matt Jones, when they could have taken Kyle Pitts, when they could have taken Justin Fields. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback all on that, but Trey Lance, with how he played the season, put up around the same numbers as Jimmy Garoppolo did. Now their quarterbacks are going to go out there, gunsling, and win you a game. I don't think that's going to happen next season with Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, but... Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to strip, lose you a game, my opinion. I don't think he's going to throw the game-losing interception. I can't say the same for Trey Lance. I can't. I really can't. And that's why I think maybe 49ers should keep Jimmy Garoppolo. But say Jimmy Garoppolo has a bad season. And say Trey Lance isn't progressing well. You are done, John Lynch. You are done, the 49ers. Because you're not going to get anything back for Jimmy Garoppolo. And Trey Lance is a bust. Lots of stuff going on at, the San at San Francisco 49ers right now. It's a huge dilemma with Trey Lance. We're talking about one year ago now where they gave up farm for Trey Lance. Farm for the number three pick. And they haven't done much with it. Trey Lance needs to progress a little more, in my opinion. I don't know what they should do. I think they should definitely panic and try to trade him to the Carolina Panthers. Carol, because the Carolina Panthers are panicking right now. If I'm the Carolina Panthers, I want him over Baker Mayfield. That's what I'm going to say right there. That's about for my at the buzz this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, best for last question of this week's question is, who will make the NBA Finals? You can say the Brooklyn Nets. I'm thinking right now, I was talking to my brother before steps, so I'm saying, I think the Brooklyn Nets can make the NBA Finals as an AT. He said, no, 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 no way. Both Kyrie Irving back with a great point guard off the bench and Patty Mills. With Kevin Durant, with Ben Simmons maybe coming back, and Andre Drummond mixed in there, this team could easily make the NBA Finals. And if they get in one seed, if they're the AT, and the Miami Heat the one seed, I could bookmark it, they're winning in less than seven games. Okay, they might even win it five games, six games. They could even be a sweep. Okay, Miami Heat didn't do what great in the playoffs last year. And I think they could do very, very well this year in the playoffs, uh, Brooklyn Nets. I think Brooklyn Nets could definitely make the NBA finals. I think the Phoenix Suns are maybe even a shoo-in for the Western Conference right now. You never want to count out LeBron, but eh, this is definitely not the year for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to say all that right there. But who do you think will make the NBA finals here? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for question this week. That's about for Squared Sports with Lane Frank, episode 73. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports. Follow the best podcast producers in the game on Instagram at DB Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week, episode 74. Stay tuned.